0: Welcome to your upfront moment. That I feel, um, I to share
1: with
0: We're building a confidence revolution. reflect, Here to change confidence, not women. Hi friends, I'm Lauren Curry, the founder of Upfront. We're an organisation on a mission to change confidence for one million women and non-binary people by 2023. And we do this in three ways. We transform your relationship and habits around confidence, power, and visibility through our six week online course. Each cohort is called a bond. Bond is the collective noun for a group of women and over a 1,000 women have graduated from a Bond from over 20 different countries. We build community, real, genuine, human community, where women learn how to stand up for themselves and each other. We hold each other to account. We celebrate each other and learn together. Our community is Global Bond. We create content that will inspire, challenge and motivate you to be upfront. We are here to change confidence, not women. Upfront Moment is designed to kick your week off with confidence, self-compassion and agency. Last week, we talked about money. Your upfront challenge was to decide and share what your upfront rich life looks like. This week, we're talking about failure. How do we learn to get good at being uncomfortable? I believe that failure and learning to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, learning to sit in discomfort, as they say, is an incredibly underrated skill. And I think failing is really an inevitable consequence of growth. How do we learn to get good at being uncomfortable? How do we learn to stop avoiding failure and to instead embrace it for what it is, which is unavoidable if we want to grow and stretch and change. Most people will go out of their length, go to extreme circumstances to avoid failure. Do you do this? Do you avoid failure? Do you embrace failure? I think we should seek out situations to help us stretch our comfort zone. Imagine if we looked at failure the same way we look at learning, like how we learn to ride a bike or how we learn to speak in public. These are things that are practically impossible to learn without failing or stumbling at first. And one factor behind our fear of failure is something called the fraud police. And this idea of the fraud police is beautifully articulated by an incredible musician called Amanda Palmer. And she calls them this. The fraud police are the imaginary terrifying force of real grown-ups who you believe at some subconscious level are going to come knocking on your door in the middle of the night and say, we've been watching you and we have evidence that you have no idea what you're doing. You stand accused of the crime of completely winging it. You're guilty of making shit up as you go along. You do not actually deserve your job. We're going to take everything away and tell everybody. Another complex reason behind our fear of failure is systemic injustices and the patriarchy. Every day we're given messages that we are not good enough, we're not expert enough, and our ideas are not worthy. And depending on the team that you work in, the people you're in relationships with, the house that you live in, all of these systems and cultures play a huge part in our relationship with making mistakes. And in organizations, there's a lot of lip service given to the idea of celebrating failure. But in practice, it's often not very commonplace. Ed Catmull is one of the senior execs at Pixar. And he says, in a fear-based, failure-averse culture, people will consciously or unconsciously avoid risk. They will seek instead to repeat something that's safe, that's been good enough in the past. And that means their work will be derivative, not innovative. But if you can foster a positive understanding of failure, the opposite thing happens. So in the bond, we try to make sure that iterating, learning from failure, sharing mistakes, Is part of managing the growth and the change that we are trying to make happen. And we try and start with the assumption that things aren't going to work perfectly the first, second or even fifth time you try something new. But they'll work eventually. And it's about what you learn along the way. Too often, fear of failure is baked into how you are taught to show up at work. And that means that you end up being a person that's unwilling to take risks, inclined towards hiding mistakes, or even worse, ready to blame other people. I'm going to share with you three of my favorite examples, stories around embracing failure, making mistakes, two from companies and one from myself. So the first company is Etsy. So Etsy realized that they had a problem with failure in their engineering team and that people were making mistakes and not learning from those mistakes, not sharing those mistakes. So they made a real concerted effort to change that by encouraging people to document their mistakes in detail. They asked their engineering team, when you make a mistake, send an email to every other person in the entire company and say, this is the mistake I made, this is how I made it, and here's what i learned. So the leaders there say it's called a public service announcement. People will send an email out to the company saying, I made this mistake, here's how I made it, Don't make sure you don't make this mistake too. And the company gives out an annual award at their award ceremony, which is a three-armed sweater to the employee who's made a mistake. Now the sweater goes to the person who made the most surprising mistake. Not the worst mistake, the most surprising mistake. To demonstrate that mistakes are a source of data. Mistakes have got so much to teach us. It's not something to be embarrassed about, not something we should shy away from. And if you ever go onto Etsy and you click a broken link, you'll see a picture of a three-armed sweater, and that's why. Love that story. The second example is from Spotify. The analogy that Spotify use is really simple and they talk about skateboards. They have developed a vocabulary and behaviors and ways of working around this notion of building skateboards. So, what does that mean? So, if you think about a means of transportation, a car provides the greatest benefit, but it takes a really long time to make. So if you say out trying to make the car. You're going to be there a while, and it's going to take you a really long time to learn. A skateboard, however, super simple, not very many features, but it's better than nothing, and you're going to learn quickly. So when you work at Spotify, you need to figure out the smallest way to build the new idea that you have and the fastest way to get feedback. So another term for this could be a minimum lovable product or a minimum viable product. Now, this metaphor can be applied to your home life, your parenting, your work in the bond, not just an organizational culture. So when you think about what that looks like, it's like a bicycle is lovable, useful for somebody that's got no other way to get from A to B. But a bicycle is very, very different from a motorcycle and very, very different from a car. So if you set out to make the most robust, beautiful, perfect, fancy thing that you can imagine, it's going to take you a really long time before you start to make mistakes, to get feedback, to start to learn. Instead, you want to focus on something you can make really quickly so that you get feedback and start making those mistakes now. And for me, a personal example in my life, now you'll all know by now that I try really hard to work in the open, to be genuinely honest about things that are going well and all the things that are not going so well. And I've become even more committed to this since becoming a parent, because I think parenting and entrepreneurship are, you know, there's just a whole thing where there's a lot, of, a lot of gloss put there that doesn't actually exist in reality. So that might look like, you know, even though I want to share that I've had a meeting in a boardroom with fancy people, I'll also share that I cried over breakfast because I didn't want to leave my son for the day. And I feel like there's often such loud self-promotion megaphones that are showing this kind of dazzling, unrealistic, aspirational ways of being, of being a parent, of being in business, of being a leader, of being a freelancer, whatever that looks like, that are devoid of any flaw or blemish. And that's why all the stuff that I've just talked about can often feel so hard. So I've done this for about four months now, and shout out to Teresa and the Bond, who was inspired uh, by me doing this, and has started doing it for herself, which is every month, at the end of the month, I share Three things that went really wrong that month, and what each of those things going wrong taught me. Why do I do that? Because I believe honesty is an incredibly powerful thing, and I want to do my bit to normalize the continual, daily, often rejection and losses that are part of running any business, often part of being a professional human in the world, regardless of what sector you work in or if you're. You know what, your employment status is because the internet in particular makes it too easy to think that everybody's nailing this and everybody's doing really well except you. And it's just not true. I'm like 13, 14 years into this journey. So I'm pretty good at riding the waves, but still, some of those losses can hit me really hard. And I'm trying to learn every day to just be at peace, give myself grace with the fact that this is just it. this is just part of the journey. It's part of building something. It's part of creating new things in the world. You might have a new project, a new idea. This might be something you're working on with your, on your own with your team. Maybe you can ask, what's my skateboard? What's our skateboard? And if you're in a team that's been having the same meeting about the same thing for about four months, it's time to wheel out the skateboard. And remember that there's no right and there is no wrong. There's only try. I hope that you will make new mistakes, make glorious, amazing mistakes, make mistakes that nobody's ever made before and always share what the mistake teaches you. So with these stories in mind, your upfront challenge this week is to make your own failures More findable and more observable to normalize the reality that life is messy and complicated, and failure is inevitable. Thank you for listening, friend. Let me know how you go with your upfront challenge and tag us at Upfront Global, tag me at Lauren Curry, and let me know what you took away from this moment. And of course, please let me know if there's any topic you'd like me to cover next. Don't forget to sign up to our weekly newsletter. Every Tuesday, we send over 4,000 people all over the world links, insight and inspiration that will leave you feeling ready to take action. I'm excited to let you know about Upfront's brand new masterclass. Three ways to activate confidence in you and your community. It's happening on May 11th and it's completely free. Our last masterclass over a thousand of you showed up and the energy was electric i cannot wait it's going to be amazing you can get your free ticket at weareupfront.com let's build a world where confidence in women is rewarded i'll be joined by two very special guests our upfront strategy director nagela dales will be talking about intergenerational confidence daniela jackson who's a senior business analyst and a Bond 5 graduate, will be talking about leadership. Let's activate confidence in you and your community. I'll see you on May 11th at our free masterclass. Get your ticket on our website, weareupfront.com. Bye, friends. I'll see you on Monday for your next Upfront Moment.